Zig Ziglar, ladies and gentlemen, is making an impact. A great you gotta man. know where you are before you can really determine your chances of getting what you really want. I'm stronger than I was a quarter of a century ago. I can do things that I could not have dreamed The philosophy of behind this book is now being taught to the young people in the schools throughout America. My friend and yours, Mr. Zig Ziglar. <laughs> This is the Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, Ziggler Edge Nation? I am Michael Ray Newman along with Kevin E. How's it going, man? It's good to hear your radio hey, voice man. back on the air. It's good to be here, brother. It's been a minute, right? It has been a little bit. <laughs> We're here on watchonairlive.com. That's where you can hear us or check us out in the App Store. Uh, on air mobile, on air live mobile, right? There you go. On air live mobile. On air live mobile app. Yeah, yep. iOS or Android. We're fancy, right? Got yep. both ways. I threw a bunch of new words and terms yeah, know, and websites man. at you right before the here. show today. So let's go. I, I have to let, rely on Kevin e to get that done for us. But so glad to be back, brother. Sincerely, good to see you. Happy New Year. I know you too, we're man. We're kicking off 2017 finally. We got, this is the kickoff. It yeah, really first is. podcast of 2017. Yeah, we've been in hibernation for a minute, <laughs> a little bit. I've been busy. I've been uh, been traveling the world. It's good. You know, charge the batteries. Oh man, I'm locked and loaded. This is going to be some good stuff. It's going to be a good 2017. Your, yeah, the 2017 all in. That's kind of like our motto at Zig Ziglar International. Check us out. Our motto is Zig Ziglar International.com is all in for 2017. Hashtag all in, brother. Hashtag all in. We finished the year strong so we can start 2017 fast. We had a huge, I love it. Yeah, man, we had a huge event in Dallas. And we, it was a killer. We had the Will Rogers Memorial Coliseum. We packed the place. We had uh, the, pod, the podcast was there. We had some of you guys have probably heard it. We had speakers from Mr. Ziglar's past. We're about to launch the Ziglar documentary. On the 17th. I've been hearing about this for a long time. I'm pretty pumped about it. Man, Andy Costa, uh, my award-winning documentarian, by the way. That's right. <laughs> Every time I say that, my wife's like, why do you keep saying that? Because it's Never leave cool. that part out. Yeah. It's cool, yeah. Emmy award-winning guy that's, that's on our team because anybody, if you want, here's a real quick tip. The people you hire, I hire people that are smarter than me, number one. This doesn't take a lot, I know. But a lot of people that are, high, that are, that are smarter than me but that match my effort. And if you'll match my effort... With, with your skill set, you will be successful. So that's why I'm here with you, bro. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, see, I'm insecure, so I'm just going to hire people who are consistently less intelligent than me, so I feel good about myself. So you feel good about yourself yeah. and nobody takes your spot. No, it's right? probably not a good strategy, but yeah. <laughs> we'll talk, we're going to talk about that, man. We're working it. It's a process, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, yeah, work in progress. That's a work, you are definitely, we all are a work in progress. That's no doubt. It's, uh, but the, the Ziggler documentary launches February 17th. If you're watching this before, go to zigziglarnational.com, check it out. Come to our Born to Win seminar. That was Mr. Ziggler's, uh, you know, it was his, uh, what do you call that? His, that was his foundational, big, huge, staple seminar. It talked about all of his philosophies. He impacted over 250 million people worldwide in his lifetime. And that's my goal. Our goal is to be able to bring people that were significant that Ziggler was significant in their lives. I bring them on to work for us. Edwin Britt, Chris Dunham. I've got people like uh, Bridget Safford, Jeff Goldblatt. This guy's a three-time Emmy Award-winning guy to do our brand alignment. Man, we've That's really, right. I met him at our State Fair podcast. Yes, you did. He was pumped. That's right. We were taking video. We've done a lot of video with him. We've done a lot of brand alignment for other companies. we got big corporations that we're working with. Our sales training is unsurpassed. So we have training on the 16th. we got public workshops all over the, all over the country, man, so I'm pretty pumped about everything. And speaking of 2017 and podcasts and moving forward, all in. All in 2017, baby. Hashtag all in 2017. I believe. I'm working on getting out there myself, but I know you're going to be at the PodFest movement. PodFest, brother. Yep. In Orlando, February 23rd, 24th, 25th, I think. 
Early 2017, it's, that, that's a good way to kick off the new year. Man, it's going to be a great way for us to kick it off. The Podfest is powerful, and I'm speaking at the Podfest. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And i got to get out there. Any chance to get out of here and get to Florida for a little bit, uh, oh, I'm all in. Catch some rays, start yeah. it off right. Yeah. Hey, man, we design our life. I live life by design. I mean, I can work anywhere in the, the country. We own you know, six companies, uh, but it's all about the people and the procedures we put in place. We ask why and what. These are things that we're all going to dig in this year. We're going to dig in things about, and you can be, you're the CEO of your own company. I, I run my family just like I run my companies. I re, actually, it's I run my companies like I run my families. And we were just talking about this earlier on the interview. I've done 12 interviews today with Fox News. I had CBS here that we're, that we're crushing it with. So we're out. All I'm doing is trying to be a good steward of the money and bring in and take the man and turn him into the brand. That's important. We have to protect the heart of Ziegler and take the man and turn him into the brand. But everything that we do, the methodology that we have is life by design and always taking your shot. And that's what I want to talk about today, man. I, want, I talked about it a little bit on another podcast, but I really, I, I coach executive guys. I coach guys one-on-one, uh, you know, and we're full now. But the people that we bring on that we coach with, these guys, it always goes back to their balance. But what I'm finding, these high-paid, seven-figure guys in some case, they, they still haven't taken their shot. They're not doing what they really want to do. Yep. I mean, are you? I know you are doing what you want to do. Yes. You love this, and I love taking risks. Yes. I mean, it's. I mean, that's in your nature. That's just who you are. Yeah. But you actually acting on it. I mean, you're, you did. So many people, they got afraid. You know, we go through the four stages of life. We're going to talk about that today. Oh man, I'd be totally lying to you if I told you I wasn't scared a lot of the time. <laughs> that's I right. mean, that's that's part of it, but that's also what makes it you know exciting and. Entrepreneurial in a sense, and entrepreneur and entrepreneurial, and that's we also were talking about that today. I was talking about that on, on Fox News is the fact that thirty percent of people show up work today, show up late to work now yep. in the United States. Survey came out, thirty percent of people show up late. I to believe work. that, of course they do. Yeah, but in work now, you got to understand, and especially people that are listening to this, understand this: work is something we do, not necessarily somewhere we go now. How many times have you left work and still checking your emails at 8, 9 o'clock, 10.30 at night? Oh, I know, it's funny we you, text. you brought this up. Yeah, because this exact same thing happened to me um, last night and today. I mean, for example, we had to figure something out to, to we were doing today. Yeah, and you said, call me, you get a chance. And I was at home, but I'm like, I'm working anyway, so call immediately. We're always engaged. Exactly. First thing I do when I get up in the morning, I mean, I got a long commute to work, and I can't be emailing or texting or editing or anything like that when I'm driving. So first thing I do is go on the computer in my living room after I, you know, I'm dressed and everything. Check the email, see what I have to do for the day, and knock out everything I can do from home that's a priority before I start the commute to work. Dude, you just told me you get bored. You're getting. You need more to do. Right? I do. I do. <laughs> it's because you're doing it all in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> before I even come in here. Yeah, that, but that's where we. But that's the fact of where we are now. And you will, as in, if you're an owner of a company, small business, large businesses, listening to this, that you're listening to this right here. If you don't keep your millennials engaged, if you don't keep the new people coming into work excited about what they're doing, you're going to lose them. Yep. Because there's a lot of side hustles going on. This is a fact. What we used what used to take us eight hours to do, we can do in five and six now because of technology. Yep. And that's why there's so many people. And millennials want to be engaged. Anybody does. They want to feel like they have a voice. They have a seat at the table, right? We all want that. We want to want to feel like we're making a difference. And if you don't engage those, those, those people at your workplace and tell them, I want you to spend... 80% of your time, 85% of your time doing your job, but spend 15, 20% of your time of, of doing something like is a dream thing. Make something of it. Come to us. Take, bring it to us. We'll help you build it. We'll help you cultivate that. If you don't do that, they're going to go do it somewhere else. Yep. So when I get back... I mean, that's, that's what's exactly what... I, oh, sorry, I didn't oh, mean to ahead, cut you off there, but yeah. uh, step on it. But that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, you have to be able to take the wisdom, you know, that Mr. Ziegler... 
provided us with and kind of applied to the modern generation because even though it's older and things have changed with the technology and everything moving forward, all of that stuff still applies to the millennials today. And you heard me say it earlier. You and I were talking on a side in the bar. The people that will inherit the earth, and I've said this before, people that back in my day, the, the people that will inherit the earth will be the, like the geeks and nerds. What do you call a geek and nerd when he graduates college? I know this from you. Boss. Boss, right? Yeah. Now, what do you call a person that graduates college? The new people that are going to inherit the earth are the mediators, the people that can communicate. Not just the idea. Everybody understands technology now. We've, we've talked about this before. It's intuitive enough to where everybody has a pretty firm grasp on it. Yep. If you want it, you can definitely learn it, and it's not hard to find out how to do it. But the mediators are the people that can communicate with the technology world, the technology people, take it to the business world, the people actually use it, and build it. Because there's only so many emojis and smiley faces that you can put down, right? Yep. You've got to be able yep. to really communicate. You to articulate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, I did. I put it in all caps, and now my wife thinks I'm mad at her. Or whatever, <laughs> and I don't, like, oh. Stop yelling at me. Yeah, I know. It just got stuck, right? So we've got to be able to communicate. But really importantly, today, this next time, when I get, we come back, I want to give you a couple tips from Mr. Ziegler, and then I want to talk about are you truly taking your shot? Are you making a difference? Here on the Ziegler Edge. We'll be right back. More at the Ziegler Edge with Michael Ray Newman is next. Hypocrisy is getting me down. This is the Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman. You got a great car. And we're back. You're listening to the Ziggler Edge with Kevin E. Hello, hello. Michael Ray Newman. Watch onairlive.com to listen to us or download the app. It's sweet. On Air Live mobile app. It's pretty intuitive, right, you said? Oh, it's super, yeah, really simple to use. iOS or Android. Right? iOS, Android, on our live mobile. Di- device di- uh, agnostic. Device it looks agnostic. like a big red button. <laughs> Couldn't I be like, easier. I like big red buttons. Yeah, me too. The easy button, right? We got that. Well, welcome back here. We're talking about uh, taking your shot. We're just kind of caught up the first segment of what's been going on 2017. A couple things I want to cover today. But point, no, no, not point. 8% of people stick with their resolutions. Oh, New Year's resolutions? Mm-hmm. That's why I don't make one. And then goals. I stick with it 100% That's, of the time. You're 100% successful, right? What's your, what's your rate? <laughs> and so That's what, a pretty good success rate. Yeah, what does that mean? That means by January, you guys have already gone away from it. And right now, when we talk, every time you listen to any podcast, every time you read a book, every time you consume anything, you educate or validate. Educate is like this. Educate means, oh, I listened to that. I learned something. And that's what a lot. And then validate means, oh, yeah, I do that. Or sometimes you go, oh, yeah, I do that. So 92% of us just went, yep, no kidding. I just. What do you think the number one New Year's resolution is? Lose weight. I would think so, too. Yeah, after all the holidays, banging up the fat, you know, eating everything in the world. But say you go back in time a little bit, like Stop dial drinking. back the clocks to like Mad Men time, you think that that was still people's New Year's resolution, or you yeah. think people are fatter Mad now? Men. I don't know, you know? I think people are definitely fatter now. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Super-sized generation, yep. right? They had a whole documentary on it. From watching Mad Men, the New Year's resolutions would probably drink and smoke less. Yeah, and I'm not even sure smoking was was in there at that time because the madman they didn't really didn't even they didn't worry about it yeah they just didn't know it was bad yeah yeah i mean mad how do we get into madman talk i don't know that's my <laughs> fault sorry what the heck just happened somebody shot the wheels off sorry I, I was diving into the history of new year's resolutions and oh, that's what it took was us off the beaten path ah, there yeah back on track so where are you with your new year new year's resolution have you defined the gap on where you are to where you want to go 
and how many people really will take the shot and follow through? Because here's the reality: most people are not goal setters. Most people, but we're, we all, we definitely all are problem solvers. So what we have to do is define the gap, which we've heard us talk about before. We define the gap, but then we we want to uh, we define the gap. The gap is the white space, and and what in those in that white space are the obstacles. And how do we define those obstacles? Turn into the stepping stones to turn into how we get to where we want to be. So if you've dropped that New Year's resolution, you're already out. It's not too late to pick it back up, back it down, find, look at where you are, find out where you want to go, and then define the obstacles. And a lot of times, Mr. Ziegler said this so good. He goes, it's okay if you can't see from where you are to where you want to go, but the rule's simple. Go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you'll be able to see further. So just define this first problem, this first stumbling block, and really dive into it and find out, how can I solve this to get to my next step? And halfway through when you're solving that, you're going to be able to see there's another issue, another opportunity, and and define those opportunities and find out how you can best handle those opportunities and just take it, like my granny said, by the mile it's a trial, by the inch it's a cinch, right? How do you eat an elephant? Yep. By the time, baby. About at a time. So that's what we have to do. We have to, I mean, I know you don't set New Year's resolutions. Yeah. But I know you have benchmarking. I know you test yourself sure. and you hold yourself to a pretty high standard already. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people too probably will live their entire lives without ever feeling the satisfaction of having a new year come around and they say, man, last year I killed it on my New Year's resolution. Oh, man. That's, the odds are they're going to have the same one the next year. Yeah. 8% of people will say that. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them won't. And that's, that's kind of brings me to the exact point I want to talk about today. I do a lot of executive coaching, and these guys are fancy. We talked about it in the last segment. They make sometimes seven figures. And I heard a guy the other day that's telling me, yeah, I have that, but it always almost goes back to, goes back to personal life, personal development. I want what you have. How do, how do I find that true balance? How do I really let it go? I feel like a wandering generality. I've been successful, and when I'm at home, I need to be at work, and when I'm at work, I feel like I need to be at home. And I'm never really anywhere. I'm chasing my tail because of technology, and I'm always reaching out. And I'm when I'm, you know, you you've been to the restaurants, you've seen the 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 child and the parent, and both of them have their head buried in their phone all the time. It's I mean, it's embarrassing. Yep. Uh, and and you know what? I have to make a conscious effort to foot mine up, put it up. Me too. So I can be present. Even couples, you know. And I've seen couples. One guy's down, not even making an expression, and he's playing words. And then I look over at his spouse, and she's laughing at that, but never. But not at the conversation. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and it's like, where are we? We're, we're so disconnected. We're a wandering generality. We have to be a meaningful, specific, and to be able to do that, you have to define the target because you can't hit a target you can't see. That's right. But how can you hit a target you don't even have? Take the time to write it down. And I, this gentleman had written his goals down. He said, but you know what I really wanted to do? And he told me what he really wanted to do. And he has money like crazy. He has respect like crazy. He has family issues that he can get, get a hold of, but he never really took his shot because of what people had told him in the past. How many times have you let somebody else define you? Yeah. Think about that for a second. How many times have you let other people define you and what you want to do? How many times have you not taken a shot, not taken an opportunity? Wow. And fear is a bad navigator for anything. Fear. I mean, yes. Is it's crippling. a horrible motivator. Fear is the most is the most addictive, most powerful, most worst Disease, the worse than kills more dreams, more people than cancer. It kills. It gives people depression. Fear. F E A R. False evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. Mr. Ziegler said, "Fear was false evidence appearing real," and that's because we don't ever take our shot. Yeah, you're probably right. I am dumb as a box of rocks, and I was. And I let that teacher at second grade when she told me I was dumb as a box of rocks. 
I let her define you me. It. Yeah, exactly. She defined that my... That became your identity. The rest of my... Every time I walked into the school building, I was dumb as a box of rocks. It taught me how to cheat. But it also taught me... Now, it turns out later in life is the reason... Part of the reason I came to who I am today is because of that teacher. So thank you, Miss Ridley. I felt the same way a lot growing up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're very similar. In I that know. Sense. Yeah. And so what we did is we backed off, let people define us. We never took our shot. And, I mean, I got a killer survey that brought this. Two things brought this on. Working with this... CEO that I wanted to just set up and slap in the back of the head like my granny would do me and said, boy, don't you let somebody else tell you what you can do, what you can't do? How dare you let somebody else define you? That's what I wanted to say to him. And then I was listening to this, uh, it was a video, it was a short video on one of the social media outlets, and they did a survey on people who were at the end of their life. They went to a nursing home, and they went to people who had all their their, their faculties, they could think very well, but they had a disease that, that they were within a 24-month period of what they're projected what somebody else told them they were going to do is pass away in 24 months, whether it be cancer, whether it, I don't know what it was. It was a lot of different diseases, and it, he didn't get into the details of that, but he would, what he did get into the detail of every single one of them, and this is killer, and it really made me – that's what made me think, so I'm going to do this today on the podcast because I was talking about thinking about that um, executive, but then this right here really drove it home. None of them talk, talked about their failures or the things they did. None of them. Without fail, the thing that they talked about was what they did not do, the things that they didn't do. If you die today, what dreams, what ideas, what talents, what voice, what stories die with you? That's it. We got one shot at this, brother. Yeah. That's it. If you try to plan everything until you know you're going to be 100% successful, it's just never going to happen. No. And think about this. This is also, bring it my buddy, my Archibald Archer. We're going to talk about him in the next segment and about where you are in life. And you're never, you always, you're never too old, man. You're never too young. You're never too old. You're never too old to learn. And you're never too young to educate. When we come back in the next segment, I'm going to talk about my good buddy and Archibald Archer and uh, what my dad told me about taking the shot here on the edge. More of the Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman is next. This is the Ziggler Edge with Michael Ray Newman. That's right. This is Michael Ray. I'm here with Kevin E. Hello, hello. Watchonairlive.com. You can check us out there or get us in the go to the app store with the iOS or Android. What's that? What is it? It's an on-air live mobile app. Yep. Super simple to use. Just find the show you want, click on it. It's right there at your fingertips. And of course, we're always on iTunes, Facebook. And grab us there as well. Dig it. Ziggler Edge, guys. Come come check us out. We're having a ton of fun here. I'm talking about today, taking your shot, talking about no matter how old you are, you're never too old to learn and you're never too young to educate. Always take your shot. I left the, the last segment talking about Archibald Archer. He was the best rock and roll guitar player I've ever seen. He had hair about four foot tall, brother. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> He was, we were brought up in the hair band age of the 80s. Four foot tall hair, man. He'd fit right in here in Texas. Oh, uh, yeah. With, <laughs> believe me, not many times he was, uh, he was hit on. And then, then he turned around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he I was just, a 40 yard fake out. That's right. 40, good from far, but far from good, right? <laughs> he, uh, he and I, he was, he was a really talented musician, sincerely, but he was a better writer. 
And we were in a we were in a band. He came to myself and a buddy of mine had zero talent. He was all the talents. So we put together a band. We played the little circuit down here. We played, you know, we were the living room. We were the, the garage band. I love that. Yeah, I had a super fly mullet. You should have seen it. Nice. I know we talked about my mullet, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Archibald was. Actually, I don't think we've ever talked about the mullet before. Are we might kidding? have to circle back to this sometime. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know that you I knew about, about that. Superfly mullet? No. Oh, brother, a business in the front. All right, all right. Party in the back. Bring in a picture. Make sure I can put it up on the Facebook, and you know, let everybody check that out. I think that uh, I think that my kids have a couple of those that they that may or may not be out there. <laughs> That's gonna be a, that. Definitely needs to be a whole another story. Uh, but this guy. Archibald, I mean, he was living his dream doing that. That's what he wanted, really wanted to be that. But he came to me one time, and he had, I'm talking about a three-inch binder of all this writing, these songs he's done, stories. They were just stories. And he'd written these songs, and he played them for me. He, he actually left Texas. He went to California. Our other buddy, Jake, went to Florida. I mean, we got as far apart as we possibly could. That's the only way we could stay alive. I mean, it was that time in our life yeah. is what it was. So he went out there, and I flew out there and saw him one time. We were sitting out there. We were in his studio. And he said, I want to show you this, play a few things. He starts playing me stuff, bro, that made me cry. I mean, plus got me fired up. I mean, he is a talent. I said, dude, we got to get this out. Yeah. I don't know how you get this out, but we got to get it out. He's like, no, no, he pulls it back. He pulls his three-inch binder and all these great songs. He pulled it back and said, no, nah, dude, it's not ready. I said, dude, you got to get what it out waste. there. What a waste, yeah. It's you, never going to be ready if, they, if you, you know. 23 years old, he never took his shot, and he's almost 50. Dude. That stuff is there, and it's never. He, no one will ever know. It's all still. It's just collecting dust. Yeah, think about those that that old folks home. What they talked about. They don't talk about the things they did. They talk about the things they did not do. How powerful is that? Because let me tell you something. If you're in your twenties and you write a song and you go back to it, you ask musicians this. People that write books go back and they they're like, oh man, that's embarrassing. That I even wrote that. Successful. I mean, Hotel California. He said that's a terrible song. You're going to grow and change as an individual. You're not the same person now that you were 10 years ago. So let me get, no matter what, you're not going to be happy with it. Who are you to judge what everybody else is going to say? So because you're going to grow as a person, you're going to change, you would, you would do that song different anyway. You would do that book different. You would do those things you're going to do different anyway. You have to take your shot now. That's what we're, we're designed. We are not designed to suck, right? I mean, we are sincerely, we are designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, endowed with the seeds of greatness. Mr. Mr. Ziegler said that. That's exactly what we are. We have to cultivate those seeds within ourselves and within the, our people, our children, the people around us. We have to motivate those people. We have to be inspiring to those people, and we have to lead by example because when you were put on this earth, you're not saying, okay, you're going to be terrible. You're going to be great. No, man, we're all, we, all, we, all, we all have a talent that we're all started with, and we have to take our shot. And that's what I want to tell everybody today. Take your shot. Don't wind up on your deathbed and, and all the things that you didn't do are upset with you. And that's what you consume your time with. But it's never too late. That's what I, I mean, said. You take a look at the Colonel Sanders story. Brother, that's I was just my about favorite to, example. I know, man. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Colonel Sanders, 65 years old. Yep. He gets his first Social Security check. That's crazy. He looks at it. He goes, I can't live off this. Goes to his mama's house. Started looking around at what he could sell. He finds a chicken recipe. He's like, man, that's pretty good chicken. I remember it. He started making chicken, selling it door to door. Knocking on doors, selling chicken. And now he's a king of chicken. Yep. Took a fried chicken. Yep. 65 years old when he did that. It's the most iconic, recognizable in, in KFC. fried chicken in the world. Yeah, Pepsi Cold Bottom. They're huge. Now, they were Kentucky Fried Chicken when I was back in the day, but the fried word's not good, so they rebranded to KFC. Right. Even though Kentucky Fried kind of stuck around anyway, sure. right? We all know that that kind of, a, you know, it's like you talked about who's uh, fat are we fat now or whatever? That's the biggest uh, weight loss goal in the world. Yep. But KFC, so you're never too old, man. You're also never too young. The most powerful social media platform in the world. Who invented that? Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. right? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. How old was he? College. 18 years old. Yep. 
Elvis Presley, 18 years old. So all you people right now, because in what you build now, no matter if you're 65 or 16, you're not going to be happy. You would do it differently. I'm not saying you won't be happy with it, but you would do it differently. But it's going to get you started. It's going to get you taking that step. Because I'll promise you this, it's painful. And here's what people don't get. You're going to quit. At when, when you're going through this pain right now, whatever it is in your life that you're pain, that you have taken your shot, and it's painful, the pain will subside. Fact. The pain's going to go away. Now, there's two things going to happen. What's going to take that pain's place? It's going to be regret or satisfaction. Regret of not taking the shot, not finishing, quitting, or the satisfaction when you've done everything you could do. Whether you were 100% successful or not, every single time I've done that, another door. I've gone as far as I can see, and when I get there, I've been able to see further. You are a champion. My dad told me that when I was 10. He handed me a book called Heart of a Champion. He said, you can do anything you want, son, if you're willing to put the pain in and go through the work. And my dad's one of those audit guys. You've heard me talk about my dad, right? Yep. Son, somebody ought to do this. Somebody ought to do that. Yep. I know I'm revisiting that story, but I'm going to tell you something. It's something I call back on in my life. Somebody ought to start a lawn mowing service. Somebody ought to build a bowling alley. And when he, took, he built that bowling alley, he had a chance to build that bowling alley, he decided not to. And I'm 10 years old, and he kicks me out of the house and said, get out of here, son. You ain't doing it. I was mad at my dad. That's the moment in my life I said, I'm going to always take the shot. Now, that's put, me in, in, that's put me in foreclosures, putting me in my car repossessed before. I've made a lot of money. I don't know how to hang on to that money, but I take my shot. And from all those failures and from losing all that money and losing all those things, I've learned a methodology to be successful. That's what it's given me in my life. I live a life by design. I can do things and go places I want to go. Don't kid yourself. The struggle's real, right? Yep. <laughs> the struggle is real. It's somewhere in your life right now, whoever's listening to this, they're, they're in survival mode in some part of their life, whether it be spiritually, physically, mentally, in your career, in your family, financially. You're in a survival mode. We go from survival to stability, stability to success, success to significance. You're going to hear me talk about those things a lot because we all, those fluctuate. But it's the things that we do that make the difference. It's when you don't take action, that's when you really get behind. And that's when late at night, when it's quiet, nobody's around, and you think about what you did not do. I usually don't think about the things I did do. I think about the things I did not do. Have you ever had regret for taking the shot? Oh, man, I'm not, not okay. I've been a little embarrassed every once in a while. Got a little egg on my face. Yeah, but you're still <laughs> probably glad you took that shot rather than never finding out what would have happened if you didn't. If I did not take the shot, I mean, if I didn't have two homes foreclosed on, if I didn't have two cars repossessed, if I didn't have to park my truck over at the Piggly Wiggly so the repo guy wouldn't steal it, and, and then next morning walk a mile and a half and figure out he found it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about having a, that's a little, little gut check, a little kick in the gonads. Definitely. I'm not even playing with you, it was. But if, if I had to have taken those shots and learned those lessons – and taking a step back and made myself better, it wouldn't have happened. And that's what I ask at the end of the last segment. If you die today, what dreams, what ideas, what talents, what stories, what voice die with you? Ask yourself that question. What are you not doing? What do your best friends, your parents, your kids not know that they need to know? What keeps you awake? What is that thing that just keeps bugging you every time you turn around? Go out today. Take your shot, whatever it takes. Hey, guys, this is Michael Ray Newman and Kevin E. Yep. We'll catch you next time here on the Ziggler Edge. Go out and make it a great week. See ya.